Hello and welcome to this episode of Hey Art, What's Good? We're a podcast where we like to ask art in the northeast of England, what's good? My name is Alice and I am joined by Rosie. Hey guys. Hey, hey. And one thing we like to do on this podcast, uh, as you're all very aware and as I generally keep on forgetting, so I have to kind of redo this bit every time, <laughs> is ask each other what's good. We like to check in, um, see if anything cool has happened recently, because you know why not pretty nice hell yeah so rosie is anything good happening with you recently yes thank you for asking you may have all seen on social media if you do follow us uh i was recently in an exhibition and it's kind of we talked about art and liberation i was part of that and it really did motivate me to get more involved in open calls and just like opportunities to exhibit so I exhibited in a show, a print show put on by Incubate Experimental Printmaking, Ooh. which is a printmaking workshop in a commu- commercial union house uh, where Vane Gallery is. Mm-hmm. And they've got kind of equipment there, workshops. So do check them out if you are interested in print. Yeah. Um, but they also are kind of delving into exhibition, which is really exciting. So that was a lot of fun. And the work I made was actually about this podcast, so... It was indeed. <laughs> That's a bit nice, because it was all about kind of how do you respond to the exhibition of the North, and well, my response was making this. Yeah. <laughs> so I made a little bit of art in reflection of that. Hell um, yeah. But yes, if you missed that, no problem, it's on socials, so uh, check out, uh, well, our Instagram, which mm-hmm. is Hey Art What's Good. But I'm also gonna do a shameless plug of my own Instagram, which oh, is do, yeah. Rosie the Artist. But now she's got another one. Oh yeah, I do. Well Rosie the Printmaker, because <laughs> she does prints now. I do. I'm delving into <laughs> new new exciting territory. Oot. So watch this space. Hell yeah. Or <laughs> listen to it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, what's good with you? Well what's good with me is that I mean, it's more good with me because I can go and you can't, but this podcast has Thanks. officially been invited by the people at the Middlesbrough Institute for Modern Art to yeah. go to like the exhibition opening uh, like for the new exhibitions, which is next week on the 20th of October. Um, it's not like you have to have an invitation to go, but we're officially invited and like, oh, it's so cool. That, like, I get butterflies when I think about it. We're they really liked the episode we did uh, a few weeks ago about the Mima. So I'm just, I'm pretty psyched to see all the new stuff. Yeah. Because all, all that stuff was fab. And I'm immensely jealous because <laughs> I can't get the time off work. Yep. So I'll be part I'll live time job. The shift work. <laughs> work working yeah. on weekends. I work shifts. Sucks. And, and what's really horrible is, hey, this is another good thing. I'm now officially, because I'm on a part-time, because I'm a part-time contract, I have kind of what they call flexi hours. So I just have to, it's not it's quite strict about when, you can get holidays and swap shifts and things like Mm -hmm. that. But if I let them know that I can't work a certain day before the official road, it comes out, they can just sort it out for me and it doesn't come out of holidays. And equally, if I can't work a day that they just, so I've, when I first started working for them, said I can't work certain days and I've never had a problem. They've just logged that in and I never booked me into work those days. And I recently asked that I I can't now work Saturdays because now with this podcast and various other like aspects of you know my personal practice and just life in general Mm -hmm. um I now need that day of the weekend off and oh if if that had been implemented one week earlier I could go because that starts the following week (laughs) and I'm so mad about it 
one week i know just one week oh well but... that means the week after you can go to yes. mima and see all the cool stuff it's so good and i'll yeah. have to come with you again because it's yeah. a cool place so you win some you lose some and really in the grand scheme of things this is still a win so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that's a bit of a life update yes. for both of us. But yeah, it's really exciting. And thank you to Mima, if you yeah. are listening. Thank you very much for the invite. And if you um, haven't heard that episode... Please go listen to it. Yeah, it's in the archive somewhere. It was a few Somewhere. It was only, yeah. Yeah, only like a month ago. <laughs> it was a few weeks ago. So it was... Uh, I'm going to look it up. Be helpful. Hell yeah, why not? I believe it was on the 15th. So That would make sense. So pretty much, age. yeah, a month ago. This is the 13th. Yeah, so not too far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool place. Excited to go. Another cool place is the Tyneside Cinema. Oh yes, that's where we went for this week's thing. Definitely a favourite place yeah. as far as arts go in, in yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, the arts and cinemas. Like we've been very lucky to have the Tyneside because the only cinema that I think comes very very close to being my favourite cinema ever is the Hyde Park Picture House in Leeds. Yes. Um. But it's not Tyneside Winds, because uh, <laughs> it has the virtue of being in Newcastle. Which is where we are. Yes, so. <laughs> funnily enough. Um, so the thing we want to go see is part of a programme of events that we've actually been aware of for a while, but we haven't got round to going because we're the worst. Um, so uh, Lauren, who is part of the marketing um, lovely la- team. Lovely Lauren. Lovely Lauren, part of the marketing team at Tyneside, kind of reached out to her and was like, oh, do you want to come see this thing? And we're like, yeah would love to we love seeing things it was a very eloquent conversation <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> and she was kind enough to um set aside a couple of tickets for us yeah which I, we really do appreciate thank you so much we really do it was fab and it was just so cool so it's part it's called projections this um kind of series of films and the whole point of it is to kind of utilize the cinema as an art space because obviously moving image is an art form like not like film I mean, audiovisual pieces. Yes, yeah. so like not necessarily like what you go to the cinema to see, but like we've seen audiovisual artwork, moving image artwork, and you always see it in like a gallery space, which is fine. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's great. So like we saw like Manny Cambo's um, moving image piece, yeah. or Life in a Northern Town, or Life in a Northern Town in a, in very much a gallery kind of space. Um, but they were like, well, we've got a cinema. Why don't we use it? And it's fully equipped to be everything that an audiovisual piece needs. Yep. Because in a way that maybe the gallery isn't. You know, the galleries are not that. I mean, they're flexible spaces that can be used mm-hmm. for all sorts of different things. But a cinema is about as audiovisual as you can get. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think the only thing that would come close to an art gallery fully utilizing that kind of space is when we go see ceremony at yeah. uh, the Baltic but obviously they have the capacity to do that because they're a massive gallery yes, lots so of they can of... soundproof a room and have a full set of chairs and surround sound and all that kind of stuff um, so it's really cool seeing that like in just a cinema like not an art space turned into a cinema just a straight up cinema we went to go see um, a piece called Decompression by artists Sally Golding and Spatial and Spatial um, is electronic artist also known as Matt Spenlove is, I guess you'd say, his actual name. Um, and it was just amazing. Like, we, you couldn't call it a film. It was an experience. It truly like, was. I don't want to be pretentious, but I'll, equally I am, so yeah, <laughs> I'm no, not going to fight it. Please do. <laughs> wow. It's all, I've said this like, before recording. Mm-hmm. We just heard each other and it was like, so now we'll have to talk about the 
piece that transcends words great <laughs> yeah very uh, i'm anticipating it's gonna be quite difficult to do yes but i'm sure we can give it a go well we've mentioned that it's in the Tyneside theater mm-hmm. and it's it's like the cinema it's in was it in the roxy in the roxy, roxy yes which is lovely all the rooms are lovely so mm-hmm. we've got fun names yes they do so um maybe one of the smaller spaces yeah but still quite sizable and it's everything you'd expect a cinema to be except there were two tables at the very front mm-hmm. one of them just with like a laptop and some just uh, basic equipment on it mm-hmm. and then the other one was almost it almost it was it like synthesizers it had you know all these it machines. was a mass of like pedals with dials yeah. wires like lights twisty things yep. and pushy things and die yeah all these amazing yep <laughs> just touch all of it um and so yeah that was really the only difference mm-hmm. but then the film starts as a film normally does screen goes on lights go off mm-hmm. but there was no well for the uh, the first kind of portion of it mm-hmm. there was no visual i would say it looked like static it was yeah, just like kind of visual static on the screen but it was like you could barely tell that there's anything actually on there it was just the screen like a black a black projection mm-hmm. but obviously a black projection still has like light, light in it still emits so light it was really strange it was almost like that if you look at it too long you start to see different colors in it and things mm-hmm. um but then that was overpowered by this amazing electronic music yeah which we were really into and then sprinkled within that there was you didn't notice but along the each side of the room were these really bright lights that would just flash on yeah it was like tons of leds like kind of placed like intentionally placed along the walls and stuff where the ceiling was and the first one, I jumped out my skin <laughs> because it's a cinema and you don't expect it to be really yeah. bright really suddenly and not coming from the screen. Mm-hmm. Like it was, but because you're in a cinema and it is soundproofed, mm-hmm. it is really dark and it is, everything's really loud and intense mm-hmm. when it's going on. It was really like overwhelming. Like it was a sensory experience. That's how I'm going to describe it. Really it really was, yeah. Like one of the things, uh, like I said, like to Rosie pretty much as soon as it finished is like, I was like thoroughly mesmerized. Yes. There's only a couple of times in my life where I can like safely say like I was just mesmerized by something was like I couldn't not like kind of take it all in, but at the same time I wasn't like thinking anything. Yeah. It was just a, in the moment. It was so surreal. It was fantastic. Very present, but yeah. Yeah. And it was we're in this like little time capsule because it, honestly, like at the end turned to Alice and I was like how long was that yeah because I, I just lost track of time but in a way that like it was very unimportant how long it was it could have been 10 minutes mm-hmm. it could have been two hours and I honestly wouldn't have known or cared yeah it was a great because I mean that's the thing with like when you usually go to a cinema and you see films I mean you generally like you can mark a passage of time just generally from watching it or by like kind of ascertaining certain plot elements like certain things happen like in like the second half of the movie and like all that kind of stuff this there was nothing like that nothing like no real point for referral there wasn't really anything that consistently happened and there wasn't any real progression of stuff there was progression in that more things and different things happened but it's not like comparable like it was oh it was so cool yeah I feel like we were definitely part of something oh yeah very much so and it got real trippy 
It did get real trippy. There was definitely a turning point, if you ask me. Yes. Where from the table at the very front in the center with the laptop on it, Mm -hmm. there was also a laser machine. And not just a laser machine, a smoke machine. Oh my God. Because you can't see the lasers without the smoke. So literally just part way through this experience, just hear... God, it was so cool. And just the room started to fill with like fog, and then like a club. <laughs> it, well, that's that's the point. So, um, like we had a had a really good chat with uh, Sally and Spatial at the end, um, and she was saying that like it's really heavily inspired by kind of like club culture. Like that's that's what it was. At the very bare minimum, it's a cross between a cinema and a club, like a yes. proper proper club, like. Yeah. A comparable experience was like the first time I went to a club in Berlin, like that kind of club, yeah. like not shitty ones in Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Newcastle, but yeah. it really doesn't doesn't compare. Like no House of Smith will say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just amazing, and so it wasn't just this barely visual and heavily audio kind of experience, but a good way through. I want I've, again, no idea about the progression of time want to say it was a just before the smoke machine happened uh there was like text on the screen and it was cited and quoted uh so a book as you can tell alice very much appreciates that yeah 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 is a, a book uh called expanded cinema by this guy called gene youngblood i think it's from the 80s or 70s this book and it's about literally that expanding the cinema expanding what it means to be a cinema projective film being a space obviously it goes into so much stuff because it's it's a full book which I have found, and I'm going to do a blog post about this. I'm going to link to it because it's just a PDF online. And my she was god, so excited! I really she am. Found it. Can you tell I'm a film student? <laughs> like, found it. love found this stuff. But yeah, there's just so many like interesting and kind of poignant quotes, um, which I really tried to remember, but it's hard to do when you can't like see anything. So like when we left the um, cinema, I was like, right, Rose, we need to go downstairs. I need to write some stuff down because I was like trying to like keep certain quotes in my mind one of the quotes that really stuck with is um was that we have a compulsion to be occupied Mm -hmm. and this book was written before like mobile phones and laptops and all that kind of stuff but it really kind of hits home in two separate ways one specifically with cinema is like when you're at a cinema you can really go see people just go to the cinema to go to the cinema and see a really shitty film yeah and that's part of this compulsion to be occupied that you don't care that it's bad you just want to see something whole industry a multi-million dollar industry is built around that idea yes very much so like the emoji movie (laughs) michael bay (laughs) in a nutshell (laughs) so it's like it doesn't matter that it's bad. It doesn't matter that we don't get anything from it. It's just you want to go see something. And that's the same kind of thing with, like, say, mobile phones and social media. Like, I'm obviously very guilty of this. I'll just look and, like, scroll through Instagram because it's something to look at. If I'm on a bus, I'm like, I could just stare at nothing on a bus or I could stare at nothing on my screen. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that sort of thing. And when you think of that in relation to, like, the role of a cinema and the role of artists as well, it's just really interesting to see what you can kind of do with that idea and like run with it and that's what decompression was i want to say yeah like at its core and you told me a really interesting quote that you had to write an essay about i I want to talk a little bit about it because it was about um half of the time is it was it someone who quoted yeah you do the quote okay again film student Mm -hmm. um any film student or maybe like kind of philosophy students would have heard of Theodor Adorno he was a German kind of philosopher culturally kind of person from like 
the 30s 40s german dude really dense stuff to read through mm-hmm. it was like it was never an enjoyable experience but this one essay that we had to write was good because the essay title was one of his quotes and we just had to respond to it in any way we wanted to so the quote is from i think it's a book called minima morala called every visit to the cinema leaves me stupider and worse so it's basically like the whole point of that um is that like when you go to the cinema you don't think and therefore if you don't think you become stupid and there's an interesting kind of um like a different reading that i did in response to it was talking about how like it was some greek philosopher dude says like when you think you're actually having a conversation like you were having a conversation with yourself in your head but when you go to the cinema one of those voices stops therefore you're not having a conversation and you're not thinking Mm -hmm. and I use this essay to talk about propaganda because <laughs> yeah because in kind of rejecting the notion that one becomes stupider when you go to the film when you go to go to the cinema sorry because like propaganda shows that you're not just a passive viewer that it has a means to kind of affect you and affect yes. how you think but when you think of that quote and that kind of concept in relation to something like this Again, I want to say not so much, but at the same time, kind of yes. It's really interesting <laughs> because I was thinking and not thinking. and Yeah, because we did lose track of time and we did mm-hmm. stop thinking, actively thinking. Mm-hmm. But we've come, we've walked away from that experience better. Like yeah. I think we've experienced something that we didn't know what as i say this i feel like i say this pretty much <laughs> every episode we just go i go in blind mm-hmm. I did about zero research oh yeah same like the lovely lauren invited us that's mm-hmm. her name now <laughs> lovely lauren <laughs> lovely lauren um and i was like that's amazing perfect and then that's all i thought about it like yes mm-hmm. cool it's in the diary yeah splendid that i didn't know how long it was gonna be i didn't know what who it was didn't really know anything mm-hmm. but I walked away feeling elevated. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, one thing I'd like to talk about the title of the piece. It's called Decompression. Mm. I felt thoroughly decompressed. Like, I could just chill and, like, to empty your mind, I guess, is to decompress. Like, that's kind of how I thought of it. Meditation. Mm -hmm. It took you to, I think I put on my personal Instagram story, like, so just uh, reached another plane of existence here at Tyneside (laughs) Cinema. (laughs) But I was just inhabiting a different space. Yeah, it was just, and it's something that really only the theater, the, the I keep calling it theater, <laughs> is theater in some respects. But the cinema can do so well where mm-hmm. you just, I mean, when you watch anything, whether it's like a, a very fancy independent film or something, or whether it's like Fast and Furious mm-hmm. or whatever, it could be whatever you want it to be. But when you really just like sit back and let a film wash over you Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about what time it is and what you're doing afterwards and you know all this stuff you're just lost in the film Mm -hmm. and part of that's the narrative but part of it's the experience as you said people just go to the cinema and that's nice Mm -hmm. watching a film is just a a nice way to spend some time yeah so that's something wash over you because that's how it felt i felt in decompressions it was sound and light and smoke and this experience just like passing me by like just mm-hmm. it was just happening around me and I was part of it mm-hmm. and it was amazing it was yeah <laughs> it was really expanding cinema it was fantastic yeah 
and I never expected to ever see anything like that in a cinema. Yeah. Which is eye-opening because I it love is. that the Tyneside's doing this. This is really, I think, what the Tyneside's good at. Yeah. It's not just, it shows some, like it does show kind of mainstream films. It shows independent films, mm-hmm. local films, and now art. Because mm-hmm. I've been a few times to see theatre productions live streamed. Oh, nice. Um, I believe, if it hasn't happened already, King Lear. Oh, I think which is that my favourite Shakespeare play. Oh, is it? And that, I believe, is... Uh, there's, I don't know if it's RSC or not. Um, Royal Shakespeare I think it Company. might be, yeah. But I believe that's happening at the end of October. Is that like the... It looks like it's kind of a modern sort of... I think so. Retelling. I might be completely wrong, but is it Sir Ian McKellen? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh my God, he's the ultimate King Lear, right? as far as I'm concerned. I've I seen say him... this having never read <laughs> King Lear. <laughs> it's great. I've seen him in the role before and wow, oh. I would love to go and see that. So oh, well. I might go and book tickets after we finish recording because I've got myself well. all excited. <laughs> well, a good thing about uh, the projections program is that it's still ongoing. So decompression seems to be like, they seem to do like chunks, I guess, like quarterly kind of mm-hmm. programs in this uh, projections kind of um thingy and so decompression seemed to be kind of the last one of the july august september batch but there's a new one starting now so there's a new season of projections kind of starting up now uh, from october until december and it's kind of a a theme for this uh, season it's uh, kind of about who's in control there's questions of agency abound and it's tackled in various ways in all the different programs uh, all the different like films and projects uh, and one thing that's quite cool about projections is that a lot of it's open calls. So like uh, artists have the chance to kind of apply to kind of show the work in this kind of space. So that seems really cool. And they mentioned um, a bit of an incentive to go to the whole season. Yes. Is that, I believe if it's you go to, is it three or four? If you buy three tickets, you get a fourth one free. So if you Perfect. go see three things, you can see a fourth one for free. Yeah, why not? And I'm pretty sure one of the upcoming ones is free because mm, i could be wrong there's a thing they're doing called rough cuts as well um yeah yeah rough cuts is a oh, it's called the rough cut the sorry rough cut, yes um is a free event at Tyneside cinema for kind of new work and also work in progress art like mm-hmm. stuff that's currently being made really contemporary stuff that does use the moving image audiovisual pieces and it's a great opportunity for artists to, well, exhibit the mm-hmm. rough cut. So the, maybe the first draft, something they are, that it's still in progress that they want mm-hmm. to develop further. Or maybe to debut their work, get a little bit of feedback, maybe comparable to when we went, first went to go see Manny Cambo's work. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that exhibition of Manny Cambo's work at System Gallery was a, a finished exhibition, mm-hmm. but it was also leading on to a more refined exhibition that she then showed at the Vane Gallery. So mm-hmm. it could be something along those lines. We haven't been yet, so we are theorising. Yeah. But that's kind of what it sounds like to me, and it's free. So Yeah, and it's something that I want to go to. So. Oh, definitely. And it's it's just great that the Tyneside's so active mm-hmm. within the arts and entertainment kind of across the board. Yeah. It's good to kind of, yeah, expand on what it means to be a cinema. Yeah, and also it's... We've, I think we talked about this a bit in relation to the Mima. Like, mm. the Tyneside is not competing with, like, the 
Cineworld and Odeon or whatever. It's not doing that. It's providing a different service. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really proving to the city of Newcastle why we need the Tyneside Cinema. It's giving us reasons to want it. It's really reaching out to all areas of the arts and culture and inviting people in and making a space for everyone. Mm Because, I mean, even within that, you're within free things going on or deals so that when you go see the if you see three fourth one's free Mm -hmm. there's also young people's Tyneside cards you can become a member of the Tyneside they have children's events um like um autism friendly um uh uh, old like elderly viewings um the silver screen sometimes it is referred to as um, alzheimer's i'm sure there's a yeah dementia Dementia, friendly screen yeah so you it's as got well something as for literally everyone truly so if you don't use the Tyneside check it out honestly you may even find it's cheaper than most other cinemas it usually is yeah um, and like I say you get a you can get a young people's card student discount yes yeah all stuff all stuff going on like I do genuinely love the Tyneside cinema and I dread to think where I would go if it wasn't there yeah so a very important institution mm-hmm. in Newcastle yeah right well perfect that sounds like a nice nice way to kind of end this yeah like we do genuinely love this space and we would have went if we weren't invited to it go was, it was that's i think why we're so happy about it because it was kind of on the to-do list yeah and then we were actually invited it's like yes Sick. <laughs> that's exactly what we want <laughs> yeah like it was it just kind of gave us that extra extra means to do yeah. it yeah is is fantastic really is so like for the projections one the next one that's on is on the 20th of october 25th of october so it's like a a week and a bit away it's called between structure and agency and social wall so it sounds interesting how regular are they is it every Um, week it's one a month generally the back end of the month so it's like the 25th of october 22nd of november and the 18th of november oh wait they're different days oh one of them is pop-up film school Basically, there's tons of stuff going on all the time. They've got the flyers, like, everywhere. They're not just in the cinema. Like, I know Flat Caps Coffee has yeah. um, a bunch of, like, flyers and stuff for it. And just tons of places around town do. As always, so. Newcastle Arts Centre. Of course. You can check listings in the crack. Yes. It's just... and Because I must say, I do love the Tyneside. Mm-hmm. I, it might just be me, but I find their website so hard to navigate. Oh, really? I do. But that's probably... It might just be me. But I prefer kind of the paper flyers they do yeah. have and... And that sort of thing. So, so many different ways Indeed. to find out what's going on. Hell yeah. So uh, we would like to end this podcast is kind of seeing what we're looking forward to going to go see next. So it could be an art thing. It could just be a life thing. It could be in anything. Um, for example, I'm looking forward to an exhibition that's happening on the 2nd of November. It's called Worth by Lady Kitts. She's an artist in Newcastle and she's got an exhibition going on. Yeah. I want to see it because it looks kind of cool. And I'll be going too. Yes. 2nd of November, you say? I do Why? say that. I'll be 24 then. What? <laughs> I'm looking forward to my birthday, Yay. which is on the 1st of November. So, whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's like Hungover exhibition time. <laughs> two weeks. Um, two weeks time. Trying to plan some form of celebration. Family stuff in the bag. Mm. Friend stuff, work in progress. Yes. Because there's so many, there's actually some cool stuff going on because the beauty of my birthday is that it's the day after Halloween. So there's loads of stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. So Lots nights of spooky out. spooky things. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so actually i believe there's an out special going on on halloween weekend oh, so I that'll be the believe. last weekend in october mm-hmm. i'm not certain on the dates but i, I think know... it's a it's a multi-day thing i'm sure i'm sure it's the 26th 27th 28th yeah or at least at least the weekend i'm sure it's like a few a couple of days now specials on yeah so and it'll be spectacular hell yeah and so i mean now specials always great it's piss up in a brewery mm-hmm. can't really go wrong Mm-mm. and i'm also doing a, a halloween related market as well at the Clooney on the 28th oh. so that's like during my birthday really but yeah. that's like one of my last days of being 23 yeah but it's a good time because again I mean, I'll probably be hungover for that as well. Yeah. But the woman who runs it is awesome. And I was hungover one of the last times I did it. And she just turned to me and she was like, Rosie, if you're not hungover when you're doing these things, I'm not sure you're doing it right. <laughs> so she's chill. It's a good time. So you can also come say hi to me. Oh, yeah. At the, do at that. the Clooney. Rosie does some cool things. Thank you. I'll be selling my wares. Mm. But we'll post about it. Yeah. It's good. But oh, yeah, yeah, lots of exciting things. Indeed. Right, perfect. Well, as always, guys, you can catch us on our social medias. We're on Instagram and Twitter at HeyArtWhat'sGood. We've got an email, HeyArtWhat'sGood at gmail.com. And of course, there's the website, HeyArtWhat'sGood.com. We know it still looks kind of gross. We're going to sort it out when we get a chance. Yes, we're busy bitches. We are. it is on the list. Don't worry. So, yep. Until next time. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, bye. Bye.